What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. We're recording this Sunday night, so Duke just got a big win on the road last night. Uh, up there. It used to be the, the Carrier Dome. What do they call it now? The JMA Dome or Jam Dome? or Yeah, something like AJM. Uh, yeah, something Insert like that. sponsor dome, I guess. Um, you know, it, it feels like it's been like this ever since Syracuse really joined. But I, f- I swear, every time we play up there, it's like this record-breaking attendance. Like the most people, they just pack that place out. I think there was, she put it on here, over 31,000 people in attendance. I hope all those guys weren't Syracuse fans because that was a, a tough one to swallow there. Um, naturally, I predicted a loss for this one and, you know, how that goes. And kind of made me look pretty stupid on that. Kim Palm had it as a one-point Duke win. Obviously, we end up winning, but much more than that. I think the final score was 77-55, or was it 54? 55? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, we'll jump in and talk about that here now. But uh, I guess just from, we started from the Kimpon projection, the the line there. What are are our thoughts on that? It was kind of our, I had just talked about how we couldn't blow anyone out, it feels like. And then, of course, here we go. No better time than then. So, Shu, I'll go to you first. Um, surprised by that hot shooting or, or what did you see? Yeah. I mean, look, our shooting as of late is trended up. Right. Um, but to go 50%, you know, 26 attempts hitting 13 of them from a lot of freshmen, I was, uh, I was pretty impressed by that and, and shocked at the same time. Bro. Oh, I was just going to say, um, it looks like I'm just looking at the head to head results here. And that was our eighth straight win over Syracuse. And we've won 10 of the last 11. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I was definitely surprised of how large the margin was, though. Yeah. You know, given how we performed on the road, just in general, you know, I expected against any decent team, even if we eked out a win to struggle. Yeah. Eight in a row. Wow. Yeah. And they had just come off a big win right. over NC State. Um, you know, they played Carolina down to a, to a really close game, controversial ending game. Um, so, you know, they've, they've played pretty well at home at least. And yeah, like you said, another record setting crowd, 31,000 people there. Um, and we haven't really performed well on the road. So I was just shocked by the margin as much as anybody else. And we took them out of it pretty early too. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what you define as early, but midway you know, through the first. Exactly. So I think that helped a lot. So is the last time they beat us, obviously we're not probably going to go look this up right now, was the they beat us at home in 2019 when, what was it, Trey went got hurt? Like we were killing them, Trey gets yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. dude, that hit was that the last like three-quarter court shot at, yeah. before halftime. Yeah. Zion so, was out. Yeah. Zion, Zion was playing that game. He Zion was playing. Playing. Trey yeah. got hurt. Trey got Perhaps. hurt. That's right. Got yeah. Hurt. yeah. Um, and it went to overtime. Um, yep. You know, we still almost won, but... They were really trading baskets with us. And like you said, they kind of made a bunch of, uh, including that three-quarter court shot, but like a bunch of like lucky shots, basically. And I, I, I want to say Trey was just like awesome that game. I know we're kind of getting yeah. off just on the tangent here. He was like picking pockets, getting steals. Yeah. It was crazy. We and were up was like, like 15 to four or something. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Trey pretty much always awesome though? I mean, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss Trey, man. Trey, yeah. guy. Shout out Trey. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so, so yeah, we, we talked about the shooting a little bit. Um, 
you know, another big shooting game from Whitehead, you know, and that's kind of kind of trending there. Our guards also shot the ball well. Um, I thought just while we're touching on it, you mentioned 13 of 26. Obviously, making 13 is very nice, but 26 is such a great number that 22 to 25 has been really good for us. Um, and against the zone, that's that's yep. why I was a little fearful coming in. And that's probably, I guess, why I predicted the loss, because I was thinking we were probably going to be closer to 35, 36. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's not going to be the rest. Because we've just seen Duke teams do that, right? Where we've just kind of passing around, passing around. Um, all of the ones that we shot looked like really intentional, really good. Um, several of them were kind of in transition. Proctor made a few just like kind of, you know, coming up and just getting right into it. I don't know if I'm buying it completely long term because this is kind of what we've done, right? We kind of shoot like nine of 23 or, you know, eight of 20. And then we kind of will have that like five of 24 game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just the so, last game versus Notre Dame, uh, five of 20. So, yeah. You so, you know, um, it, it's hard to maintain that, but it would be nice if we could not be be closer to that than closer to 30%, which is, you know, where sure. we're early. But, well, I think it helps that, uh, you know, the last few Duke teams have moved the ball pretty well. And I think that's helped us against Syracuse. You know, last year we had a great passing team. I think we have a good passing team this year too, um, though we did do tend to be turnover prone, but we still get a lot of assists. And I think that that's a great way to attack the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that specifically, just about how we attack the zone. I was really impressed. Um I thought Shire's game plan, the coaching for this was just really good. I mean, what we were doing, the actions we were running, we were running multiple guys through that middle. Um, you know, we, we tried flip there for a little while and ironically, just, it wasn't that great. Um, I thought Mark Mitchell, once he kind of got in there and was able to do a lot, I mean, I think he finished with what five assists. Uh, yeah. We had 22 assists on 30 makes and I believe it zero turnovers too, right? Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, on the whole, we did pretty well with that. We had what 10 turnovers in the first half, and I think we finished with 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, so you know, that that's that's been our huge Achilles heel. It's really just turnovers. The more I've went and looked at this stuff, um, and it's affecting our defense and our offense because our defense looks on paper like it looks much better than it actually is on paper. And I think it's just because we're letting ourselves get put in situations with runouts. Um, you know, we were turning the ball over basically on like 20% of our possessions, which is just not going to float. Um, that's, that's just got to improve, but, um, hopefully yeah, it seems like there's a lot of them like out top, like just trying to make a simple pass to the, to the high post and it gets picked off for, a, for a dunk. I think, uh, I think Whitehead through, Three kind of lazy one, yeah, had had some lazy, lazy ones yeah. in the past. Just those, just top of, and it's just runouts, right? Yeah. It's just pick six runouts. Um, I mean, so I'll, for, I'll forgive it from freshmen a little bit, but um, Roach is a big culprit too, and yeah. that kind of bothers me that he's a junior and he hasn't cleaned up that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that about attacking the zone. I started to kind of get into it. Shu, what, what did you like from just the game plan of some of the sets that we were running, the way the offense was moving? What did you take away from that? Yeah, no, I think, you know, we we made a conscious efforts to go inside and out. Um, you know, we're looking for lively on a couple of those lobs, especially we set it up after hitting a couple threes or a couple shots from outside. And then, and then you know, just didn't, like you said, we weren't going to take 35, 43s, uh, even though it's easy to do that against their zone. 
we got it to the middle and Mark Mitchell was incredible there. He had a nice couple pull-ups and then a couple times where he just, you know, took it right to the basket. Um Flip, like we said, we thought he was going to be a little bit better in that spot because he shoots free throws well. So you'd think he'd knock down that 15-footer, you know, in the flow of the game a little bit easier. I don't think he made any of them in this one, right? Not like he was doing against Notre Dame the game before. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the way we did everything, especially uh, I think even Lively had a couple of assists. He got a couple kickouts out to uh, to Tyrese for a three. I remember one of them, so... I just like the ball movement in general. But what'd you say it was 14 assists on 30 makes, right? 22 assists on 30 22 makes. 22 assists on 30. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were or moving 14. the ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were moving the ball for the shot dispersion is one thing that I really liked. So you have Roach takes 10 shots, Flip takes 11, Mark takes eight, Dariq takes seven. I'd like to see Dariq kind of get a little bit more shots than that. Um, you know, that'll probably come. He only plays 19 minutes. But that's perfect, right? Like instead of if we're going to be the team that kind of collectively is going to try to beat you, being able to disperse the shots around like that, um, the zone kind of helps with that too a little bit. But I thought that was super impressive. I mean, you mentioned Lively. I was going to talk about him just separately. I thought his passing was phenomenal for yeah. that dunker spot. I mean, he has three assists. Um, he has six points, eight rebounds, three assists, three blocks. No turnovers, I don't think. Um, just, just, I thought he just did a really great job staying low in that dunker spot. He didn't come too far. He just, he was patient, is what I thought. He, he just stayed there, and that's kind of hard to do. You want to leak up a little bit, but if he leaks up, he clogs the lane, right? When yep. you have Mark and Flip kind of slashing to that middle, if he doesn't stay low, then the zone is just able to kind of give that up. Um, you know, you'd like to see him maybe look for the shot a little bit on some of those, but anytime he's kicking out for wide open threes, I'll take that. I mean. Um, I thought our bigs in general played really well. Shout out to Ryan Young too. He didn't do a whole lot, but I thought he just was really tough. Had a he block his shot. ass off. Yeah, yeah he got on the, on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you we, guys think about that one lively catch? He caught like like four feet from the basket and like go go gadget arms dunked it in. I, I don't know. It was pretty. I was a nice capper because it was actually our last basket of the evening. Because okay. it was like a minute thirty left, so it was a great way to you know kind of cap off a awesome performance overall yeah i was just gonna say that i, I kind of wish it would have happened like earlier in the game because something like that just really just right. pipes you up and gets you going but it's also a good kind of exclamation point too um yeah, he had a couple nice ones earlier too a couple you know thunder dunks that we we gave to him yeah but yeah his passing his passing was was pretty pretty awesome yeah i like the um i was just gonna say i liked the um minutes and shot distribution you mentioned the shot distribution already but i like the fact to come back to ryan young that he's playing 11 minutes that feels more right to me mm -hmm. and you've got kind of lively more up in that 25 to 30 range um, and that's what i really want to see going forward and it's nice that lively's playing well enough to kind of justify that and that whitehead coming along is sort of justifying it a little bit too where you're getting a better balance between uh Mitchell's and Whitehead's minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk. We, you know, I, I think offensively it's nice, and we've struggled, you know, offensively lately. So obviously, you know, getting back to to, to putting some points on the board, getting out of that fifty, you know, high fifties, low sixty range is nice. But I think the takeaway for me was just how good the defense was, um, especially on Edwards. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize that he was averaging what he was coming in what, and 19, watching 11 it, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And watching it, you know, I almost kind of had to like 
look for him. And the guy plays 37 minutes. He has five points on three shots. That's that's taking someone out of their game right there. And that's credit to Lively primarily. Um, I thought Flip did a great job. Just that whole big man rotation. Well, they were helping really out. Good yeah. Helping out on him. Him and Flip and Lively together were doing a lot of like really good traps. We had like three steals that yeah. ended up like not even being steals because I feel like one of them went through Lively's legs and gets to like Judah or whoever it yeah. was. And they got like three layups off of that. But but Derek um, seemed to play him, you know, straight up until as soon as he picked up the ball to make his move, then it seemed like either Mitchell or Flip or somebody that was in the, you know, the immediate vicinity just came in and doubled him and make him give the ball up. Yeah. Because he didn't get a lot up. We did a good job of keeping him off the boards, too. So yep. he only has five rebounds and only one of them is offensive. Yep. Yep. And Beheim talked about that in the press in the post game too. He was saying like, "Look, Jesse's got to score for us to be able to do anything. Like we just couldn't put up enough points if he's not getting, you know, able to do what he's doing down there." Um, and he talked about lively. Talked about just how good our defense was in the in the paint. Um, I think that kind of gets overshadowed a little bit in a game like this where we go on these big runs. But just over the course of 40 minutes, I thought all of our bigs just did a tremendous job keeping him off the glass. Uh, you know, I think we won the rebounding battle like 38-25 or something yep. like that. Would it finish? Yeah. Is that right? Yep. I think that's um, right. So, you know, that, that's just big time. That's big time. We should also talk about um, Tyrese Proctor's defense oh, yeah. on Gerard. Like, I know Gerard ended up with what looked like a great game statistically, but... He had to work for those. Yeah, several of those were on Roach for one thing, and then a couple others for some pretty lucky bounces. Like yeah. I think if you break down like what he actually did on Proctor, it's not much. Yeah, I think John was talking about that in his press game too. Yeah, he was like, he you know, what Tyrese was doing, fighting over those screens, really yeah. getting into him. I mean, I think one or two of the threes that he hit were like those dead ball threes where they hit yeah. the flat part of the rim in the back and just go in. Like yeah. He was that's, also fouled twice on three-point attempts, so that's, that's six true. free throws right there. And I thought yeah. one of them was questionable at best. So you know, Yeah, the one on Roach. Yeah. Yeah, he a little stop padding there. He, he got up a little underneath him, but I, I thought it was – you know, no more contact than what they had just had on the other end. Right. Yeah. So, um, and it was really just him and Mintz for the only guys that were really scoring at yeah. all for Syracuse. I mean, nobody else really did anything. I, I like Mintz a lot, actually. He impressed me. Yeah. Yeah. I like what him I, too. What, what I liked about Proctor on Gerard is he just stayed on his feet the whole time. You know, Gerard's going to come off those screens. And if you're going to be late and he's going to give you that pump fake and you go flying by him, you know, he can put that up easily right after you get out of the way so just for proctor to stay on his feet you know keep a hand in his face the whole time was uh was pretty impressive from a young guy like that you could yeah. tell he was like relieved when roach would get on him just because of the like five inch height difference you know sure um, yeah. he really struggled struggled that size also another thing that proctor does well that i've mentioned like five times this year already it's just fighting through screens yeah mm -hmm. that's really important when you're playing somebody like gerard because he's going to come off a lot of screens yeah. Yeah. I thought Proctor played a really good game all the way around. Um, you, when you go back and look at the box score, it almost kind of felt like that he only finishes with eight points because he has six just so fast to start the game. Right. I think he hits the first three of the game. Uh, he hits another kind of three in transition. Um, that was off the lively block, right? Lively yeah. blocks it all the way out and he comes yep. down yep. like three on one and yeah. Um, pulls up and then he has that great kind of good finish weight where he just kind of goes right to Edward's body and just kind of puts yep. it up. Um, 
Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you. I I thought it was maybe Proctor's best game, just when you combine both ends of the court. I don't know if that's reasonable or not because I know he's had games where he sco- scored closer to like twenty, but to me, just the job defensively he did, and then kind of controlling the game on the other end, taking good shots, you know, not really turning it over. It was his most all around performance. Yeah, yeah I, put I mean, I'd, I'd put it up there too. I'd put it right. I thought the game against Carolina, he was really that's good. Yeah, right. um, just because he was rebounding so well too and just shutting their guards down. But really, if you look, if you remove the Miami game where he was just, you know, objectively terrible like everyone else, um, he's been really solid here kind of coming down the stretch. So, you know, that's, and, and some of it doesn't, like read well on a box score now tonight or last night he has six assists um but just what he's able to do in those ball screens the way he's able to kind of move and, and create um you know it, it's it's trending up you know i also like that whitehead at the beginning of the game i was a little bit suspect on the defense but towards that second half he just really committed to defense i yeah. mean he was kind of really manning up. i even he saw had, him dive on the floor once yeah which he hasn't really been doing. just tough yeah absolutely had some just tough defensive possessions um you know, and that's good to see out of him. You know, he got to the rim at least once last night, which was nice. You know, just getting more involved, um, not wanting him just to be a spot up shooter. But I mean, if he's going to shoot the way he's been shooting, then you know, that's fine, too. Um, well, on, on that subject, on that subject, he's been uh, shooting 64 percent in February so far. You know, again, it's only 14 attempts. Uh, but and then January forty six percent, so really trending up because of his first two months he was struggling from three a little bit. Yeah, and then Proctor Proctor too actually um, has been a steady kind of upward trajectory in three point shooting. Yeah, and he just started so bad. Twenty <laughs> percent uh, in November, twenty nine percent in December, thirty three in January, forty in February. Okay, okay. nice. Nice. Well, you know, Dickie V did compare Whitehead to Michael Jordan. So that's true. There's that, <laughs> um, you know, um, but he backpedaled on it a little bit. And it's funny because we were talking offline. There, there is a little bit that just in the way the shot was, especially early young Mike, you know, just the way that form is on the jump shot. But I think that's probably about where the comparison is. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of guys that you could probably pull from six, four, six, five guards and, and say that he looks like, but um you know well, jordan got to the rim a lot um and then whitehead so far is not doing that um i think he has like 15 free throw attempts on the year or something crazy low yeah and yeah. he's shooting like maybe 50 percent at the rim 30 percent from mid-range so not jordan like in that regard yeah i fall short you know don't we all but um it, it was just funny to hear it so yeah it, to me it's just it's so the form um, yeah canny although not really too much the form but just because we just had aj last year and we talked about this a little bit all right yeah of just that dynamic of coming off the injury kind of being a little hesitant in the lane Derek looks like he has his legs under him more than aj ever really did but you know i still don't know if we'll, we'll get to see that but um before we move on completely from the defense, one thing I wanted to talk about, and for whatever reason, last night on the broadcast, I could hear a lot of the player kind of interactions. Maybe it was because I was wearing headphones when I was watching. I don't know, whatever. Um, Lively's defensive communication is just phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. Uh, you can hear him on one where he's saying, stay up, Derek, stay up, Derek. And like Derek's starting to sag, and he's telling him to just rotate up. He's talking to Flip. He's talking to Mark. Um, he's talking to Tyrese. Like, that's from a freshman that's yeah. really kind of been up and down and has it was hurt for a while to me 
that speaks to why he might have been the number one pick, right? Or the number one recruit or potential a, a lottery pick. If you have that level of defensive IQ and the communication skills back there, that I mean, that's huge. That's huge. So sh- shout out to Derek. Um, we've talked about this a lot too, but just seems like a great teammate, great guy to play with. Um, so, you know, wanted to give him a little, little love there. The blocks have went down a little bit, but that's fine. You always have, you know, offense, your point guard is your, you know, your commander on the floor while well, on defense. That's what you need is you need a, a center of the back man that, that talks a lot and can, you know, get everybody in the right positions to, to be successful and getting stops. And yeah. So shout out to him for, for being that guy at such a young age. That's always kind of been the theory of him, right? Um, you know, so. He's not as stocky or like strong maybe as Tyson Chandler was, but Tyson Chandler was the number one recruit coming out of high school too. And he went straight to the pros because you could do that at the time. And it's a similar thing where what Chandler did well was communication and knowing his role. You know, he basically dunked, blocked shots, and defended. Yeah. And that's lively too. He doesn't, he, re- he really doesn't care about doing anything else. He's not going outside of himself. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what the modern NBA is looking for in their center, right? Like, unless yep. you're going to be... Unless you're Jokic, yeah. Yeah, Jokic or transcendent in some way. Um, you know, you basically either have to be able to shoot a bunch of threes in space and guard one through five, or you have to be kind of this model where you're rim yep. running, backline protecting, um, you Low know, blocking just, shots. Yeah. yeah, able to get up and down the floor. Um, that's, you know... Uh, that's kind of what you're wanting. I'm not going to say he's Rudy Gobert, but I think that could project of like, that's kind of his ceiling yeah. of what I think of, um, you know, and maybe on the lower end, you're looking at a guy like a, a Jared Allen, um, a Jackson Hayes, Jericho Sims type of players, those guys. Um, Mitchell which, Robinson. Yeah. That's another good one. Those you got a little more girth, but you know, lava has got time to put, put some of that on the yeah. frame. So, um, you know, always good to see him continue to to improve he just he just changes the way the way we can function too um it is going to be interesting to go forward we we kind of hinted on this when whitehead came back of what we're going to do with the lineup how we're going to stagger that the offense looked really well um having that roach proctor derek with the two bigs but then it also looked really well when mitchell was able to come in and get got inserted into the middle so Gives us some different looks, some different options. Um, Grandison plays about 10 minutes. Blake's only plays three, which is just kind of, I guess, where we're at now. It's been over a month since th- yeah. that's happened. So, you know, rotation shortened, shortened up a little bit. But, um, you know, I think we're in a good spot on that. Also, shout out to Jaden Shoot, right? Came in, nailed his three. So, yeah. you know, it's always good Boom. to see him get a little, little action, two rebounds. And, you know. And did I see we were... We were like 10 and one with our full lineup. Now, obviously, that's not a lot of games, but I think that yeah, they I mean, said that after the game. I'd call it 11 and 0, but you know, this, right. Yeah. 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 They said it at Virginia too that we were like 9 and 0 without, yeah. with our full lineup. Right. And then I guess they're not counting Virginia Tech because Whitehead goes out. Yeah. Partway yeah. through. Yeah. So, you know, um, that, that plays well and yeah. projects well for us. And so it's, it's, yeah, we got the full lineup now. Yeah, four games left, which is just seems really crazy to me. It just seems like we just kind of started this, and now it's like, boom, it's over. Um, you know, I got two weeks left on the regular season here, and it's it's go time. So anything else you want to talk about on Syracuse, or we'll kind of jump in and preview Louisville here coming up? We, we didn't mention the, the, you know, you know, 10 minutes into the game, it's kind of a back-and-forth game, and then all of a sudden we went on a, what, 21-2 run to really just – 
put it out. Now they did make a little run to cut cut it back down to nine eight something like that before we pushed it back up. But you know that twenty two twenty one two run that we made. I think we hit five threes in that like three or four minute stretch. That was just fun to watch. Yeah, probably definitely yeah. should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> did they cut uh, it? Um, <laughs> they cut it to like nine in the second half, right? I think it was after Gerard took his like three free throws, and then yeah. we immediately pushed it back up to twenty. So I thought that was impressive. It was like, nope, you're not going to do that. You're not coming back into this game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that run and was fun because it was fast too. It was like yeah. three minutes. It was three minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jake, I think Jake boom, boom, boom. hit a three. Uh, then, then had that lively block where uh, Tyrese, you know, hit a three in transition. Uh, Flip hits one or two threes. Flip hits a yeah, deep hit, three. Flip, flip oh, he was he was one. grinning. He was grinning. Yeah, yeah. That flip was the last, <laughs> the fifth one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lively kicked it out to Roach, who hit one in the middle of that. Jake might hit a might have hit two of them in there. So. Um, yeah. yeah, that was just a yeah fun fun little yeah. little run to go on there because it was nineteen to nineteen and then nineteen like, to nineteen boom it's forty, 40 to twenty eight like just or, boom yeah. well then they ended up kind of going yeah. on their little seven zero run or whatever to, um, to halftime yeah that's yeah right. we would continue to kind of do that a little bit I don't like that but whatever still a question to me of like what we're gonna do with that three position because. You know, Whitehead played 19 minutes. Mitchell still played more minutes than he did. And that could be just this game because Mitchell was so good in the middle, passing out of it, like we talked about. But it's still kind of up in the air unless you're going to play more one big lineups to give you an opportunity to have both out there. There's going to have to be some give and take. Either Mitchell's going to have to play less. Well, that's what I would kind of like to see simply because of what Whitehead's shooting can do. And bring, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because do you really need all the defense from Mitchell if Lively's in the game, you right? Know, shoring you up on the back line. Yeah, and Proctor's you know, a good defender out there, flip solid enough. Uh, yeah, you know, and Whitehead has his moments too. So I feel like yeah. we'd be all right defensively. You, you put Mitchell in with with Young, so that way Mitchell stops him from even getting to Young, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say though that one of the things that Bayham talked about exclusive or specifically in his uh post game was the lack of production they were able to get from the three and he was like we tried four different guys at the three and we just couldn't get nothing so maybe having those guys kind of just fresh and just kind of running those guys around was a a strength too and again Earl, you mentioned on it young plays 11 minutes as that continues to kind of stay around that 10 minute mark then that's going to give those guys more opportunity um to kind of slide around now flip plays 32 minutes in this one but you know, Lively only has three fouls. He plays 28, but there's still going to be some games where he's going to pick up yep. two quick ones or three quick ones, and then we're going to have to kind of pivot. And that's um, where I'd like to see us go smaller when that happens because yeah. yep. that opens up an opportunity. Obviously, you want to have Lively out there if he's available, but if not, I don't see the need to go with flipping Young over having something with a little more spacing. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm fine if they're both kind of in that 25-minute range, Mitchell and Whitehead, that is. It's just like, I feel like you really do need Whitehead out there. Or if he's going to be only playing 19 minutes, he needs to be getting more shots up. I mean, if he's going to be shooting 65%, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, I want him taking, <laughs> yeah. 10, I want him taking 10 shots in 20 minutes. You know, yeah. If you're yeah. shooting that good a percentage, that he's pretty much means you're not shooting enough, right? Yep. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and he took, he took six threes. Um, to me, that's a fine number. Now it's just about, can we sprinkle in a little bit more getting to the free throw line? Can we sprinkle in getting to the rim? Can we add those dynamics in? Um, yeah. Isn't he like 94% from the line or something? Seems um, like a good idea. If so, yeah, yeah, 93%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, might just see him and Proctor get to the line a little bit more than they do, but you know, that's all right. But well, let's, let's pivot here. Um, we got Louisville coming to town Monday night. Uh, you know, not a, not a marquee matchup. I would say, I think they've won what four games this year. So, you know, that's, uh, that's where they're at, but obviously they do, they're coming off a, a win at Clemson, or I guess it was at, Oh, yeah. Right. So so they beat Clemson. Um so they beat him by 10. They've only before that they'd only beaten Georgia Tech. So I guess you can say they're trending up if that's what you want to call this. I mean, and Clemson's um, kind of a paper tiger to start with. You know, they had started the ACC like 10 and 0, right? But they also had those two quad four losses even during that time. Right. So yeah. the fact that they just lost at Louisville doesn't really shock me. Yeah. I think um, they lost at South Carolina earlier this year and they lost to like Loyola Chicago or something. Yeah, but it's not just um the Clemson win. They did play UVA to like within yes. three points. Should have beat them probably. Yeah. And yeah. they were in that Miami game too. I think they ended up losing by seven or something like that. But it was mm-hmm. it was close for a while. I think the big thing is that their offense is looking a lot better. I actually pulled it up and like over their last three games, of course, that's a very small sample, but their offense was 24th where okay. it was like, you know, 250th earlier in the year. Yeah. And so they're like, their defense is still terrible, but that's kind of given them a boost. So the gap between Duke and them is not quite as big as it might appear on paper. That's fair. Um, I will say, and I haven't looked recently to to tell, but just looking at the numbers, I talked about our, us having a turnover problem. They have a huge turnover yeah, problem. Yeah. I mean, these guys are turning it over on almost a quarter of their possessions. That's probably so. why their defense is trash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the, you you got to stop L. Ellis. Like, if you put Proctor, maybe even Dariq, and a little bit of Mitchell on him, I mean, he's a guard. Right. So, but if if Proctor can play the defense he's been playing, I think we'll be okay. Um, you know, that's where it all starts with those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one's home, you know, we haven't lost at home. It'd be a, be a pretty damn shame to lose our first game at home to, right to, to Louisville, but yeah, welcome back in dot Smitty to. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Um, especially if you've kind of been, been following along on some of the, some of the off season stuff, it'll be interesting to see kind of what that looks like and, and what that reception's like for him. Um, you know, Kim Pond's predicting what, like a 20 point win, a 19 point win. Yeah. That sounds about right to me. It's one of those lose lose games for us. It's like anything other than that feels catastrophic. Kind of a loss yeah. is absolutely catastrophic. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't expect that to happen, but I could see it kind of playing where this is like this seven or 10 point game and we're all just kind of pissed off about it. Um, I mean, the Notre Dame game, what were we projected to win that one by? Probably at least 10, 12, 15, yeah. right? 14, 14, I think. 14, 15, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the biggest line was like 14, right? I think we talked about we got up to that point, but then let them back in the game. Yeah, we pulled our kind of like fold there at the end. Um, you know, but Notre Dame's been competing at least in their games. They've lost like yeah. four or five one possession games or like four point games or something like that. So, you know, um, 
breaking coach too. So I'm not saying pain can't, but we just hadn't seen it. Yeah. You know, um, hopefully we don't see it tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That would be not the best time to, to see them doing that, but quick turnaround again, you know, which we've kind of had to deal with several times this year. I think this is our last one. I think we're playing Saturday, Tuesdays, the next two, you know, to finish out the season. Yeah. Which is a lot more reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I guess just because there's so many more ACC games that they're just having to throw them in there like that. But um, yeah, it's, it's so just it's it's hard when you're like on the road and then you got to come home. You get home probably really late, late last night, and then you have like one day to prepare. Yeah, um, and that's a, a reason why it could be a little bit closer than we expect. Now I still expect yeah. us to take care of business here. Um, you know, we're starting our, our final kind of homestand here. So four games remaining, these next three are at home, um, really need to take care of business there. That would be really kind of cool to see in, in John's first year to have that undefeated home. So I, I really want that. Uh, so yeah, and you, you got, I mean, we're not going to leave the state for the next month, basically. I think the ACC tournaments in Greensboro, right? So three home games, one game in Chapel Hill, go to Greensboro for a couple of days and then. See where uh, hopefully we're at on Selection Sunday. Yeah, and we have a good chance to get a little uh, revenge against a couple teams too. You yeah. know, NVT and NC State, so that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we finish it up down in, in Chapel Hill. And in other news, they are reeling right mm-hmm. now. So we'll see what that game looks like. I think they've lost five out of six after losing to State, which is if they're losing to State then I know something's off up there. I think I saw a buddy of mine was like, they're 37 and five prior to the day since Roy got there. Obviously Roy's not there now, but they have just beat the dogs not out of those guys. And that includes some years where they were really bad. Like some yeah. of their NIT years, they still beat state. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, you know, um, things aren't looking too great over there. You hate to see it, but how did that play out? Cause you know, I was uh, following in the chat. I didn't actually watch, but, you know, you guys were like, oh, of course, state's folding to UNC. And then suddenly I come back in the chat after working today and it's like Boom. crazy run to end it, right? Yeah. I mean, so basically Carolina goes up six points with nine remaining. It looks like they're kind of about to take control of the game. And then just immediately our boy Jarko Joyner just gives them the business, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> comes in and has like 20 or something in the second half. Um, And it, it went from them being up six to like state going up like seven or eight, just Boom, just fast. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't get to watch it. I was on the golf course shooting my best round of nice. the year today. So it was a good good weekend for me. Won some money on the golf course yesterday. Shot a great round today. Carolina lost. We won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you pull a tiger? You slept on the toiletries? Uh, actually, <laughs> uh, my playing partner did do that to the guys we were playing against Saturday. <laughs> But yeah. we have to keep that on the low. You know, we don't <laughs> want to get anybody kicked out of the club here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, here we are, four games left. Um, it, it's 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 wild that it's already that it's already here. So, uh, hopefully we can finish strong. It would be really nice to kind of move up and to get that double bye in the AC tournament. I don't – we kind of have some work to do to get there. Um but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we can finish strong and, and carry some momentum. Um, it's always nice to have three games at home. It feels like it's been a long, long stretch since we've had something like that. You know, our road woes are kind of well known by now, but um, maybe maybe that'll shift around too. But uh, anything else you all got before we get out of here? 
I think we wear the Nolan designed uniforms. The Brotherhoods? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Um, give a little give a little nod to that. It'll be interesting to see their interaction. We'll be able to tell how much of that stuff that we've heard behind the scenes is kind of real or not, you know? Yeah. If they're just stapping each other up and giving each other a hug, maybe there's nothing to it. Well, that's the key, right? Don't watch John. Watch Chris. That's how you'll know. True. Yeah. Watch, watch Seawell. He ain't hiding. Yeah. yeah he watch Seawell. Watch Seawell. <laughs> that, at least that's what I'm going to do. The St. Louis kids, man. He ain't one of the soft ones. I know. No, he ain't the one. He ain't the one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens on that. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, follow us at the Devil's Den or email us at the Devil's Den pod at gmail.com. Follow us on the boards at the Devil's Den.com. Um, you know, keep those faces strong in the verb. Go do it.